Hello, friend. On today's creativity chat, we have Nell Bowling, aka my best friend who just wrote a children's book. And we are coming to you from being about eight minutes awake in the morning. So if our voices sound deep, it's not intentional. <laughs> um, so now, if you guys hear her voice, she sounds very similar because Nell is the first name for Lawson. So this is not a childish Gambino, Donald Glover could be twin situation. It's they're it's the, the same person. Yeah, she's the same person. So are they. <laughs> now you know. My first name's Nell. Your first name's Nell. So tell us Nell. <laughs> How old were you when you realized you wanted to write a children's book? I know it was elementary school, but I don't remember exactly what grade. I want to say it was third because I was reading all of these books that I didn't like. (laughs) (laughs) I can make something better. (laughs) Yes. And books that I couldn't read, like I had trouble reading them. Anyway, I thought I'll make a children's book that some teacher can help read to their kid. (laughs) Um, the thought that they might actually enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Um, this book is entitled Lobby in the Magnolia Tree. I'm convinced that, um, that I am lobby, like physically. <laughs> You'll see when you buy my book. <laughs> hmm. She got looks- the name for me and everything else from Kristen. <laughs> lobby is a six year old little girl. And there's a magnolia tree at her grandparents' house that she likes to climb. And so it's about the journey of her trying to climb this tree, having trouble and um, getting scared and letting fear stop her from climbing the tree. She comes to realize that joy is her greatest asset and um, makes her strong and it helps her um, to climb to the top of the tree. Is it a spoiler alert? Did I just get, did I just get a spoiler? You sure did get a spoiler. Oh. I'm not telling you. There's the, that is spoiler number one mid book, but then there's the biggest, there's the ending, which I won't give away to you, you, but you have to read it. You have to read it to get the ending. Although it's a children's book, they can speak to anyone at any age. In what ways do you feel like it could speak to people that are our age? Everyone is afraid of something. I think everyone has goals and things they want to accomplish and then we'll find some thing that is hindering them from doing it and I think I find a lot of people trying to search for answers of how to deal with that and I just truly believe that joy is our strength and I think that's the biggest lesson from this book is that you can choose to have joy in the midst of any situation and it can carry you through to reaching your goals um, and accomplishing your dreams also just endurance and um, determination are important i think i see some people having endurance and determination in trying to um, accomplish what they want to accomplish but i don't see it frequently it's hard and i think there's this myth that if we want something enough then it shouldn't be that difficult right and i just don't that's not true Mm -hmm. um we have to go through difficulty sometimes often we have to and I think if you know that in advance and you settle in your heart that you're going to be determined and that you're going to latch yourself on to joy and and keep going till it's complete 
then I think you'll get there. I think that's such a valuable lesson that I've learned in my life. Like you said, you were in third grade when you realized you wanted to write a book. How old were you when you actually wrote this? Well, I was 20 Mm -hmm. when I wrote this. Elementary school, I was thinking of writing a book or wanting to write a book. Then I kind of didn't think that was a realistic, like I didn't see myself actually doing that. Why not? I think because at the time, school was so difficult for me. I have a learning disability called dyslexia. So I was told by so many people about things that I wasn't good at. And for someone that's listening that might not know what dyslexia is, can you speak on what that is? Yes. So it is a processing disorder. That's the most broad term I could use to describe it. It's the way your brain processes information is different than others. A lot of people are impacted in reading um, with that and but you can be impacted in all kinds of areas of the ways your brain processes information um, so it did impact me most in reading and comprehending what I was reading um, and spelling and um, basically like anything that had to do with letters and words it I had trouble and so that impacted that's what you're learning about all of elementary school so I uh, was either told I wasn't great at certain things or, um, was not paying attention enough or, you know, I was a bad student or I, I needed to focus or, you know, all of those things. And so you're told that kind of thing enough and so you then start you to s- believe it. Yeah, yeah. You start to believe it. And then you start to believe that maybe the things that you think about that you want to do aren't possible because all these other more simple things haven't been possible for you. Um, so I didn't think about it for a very long time. And then in college, I decided to become a teacher. So I was taking a children's literature course, and I was like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I don't Why know. not? Why not? I can do this. So I did. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> she did it. <laughs> oh, I did it. So Lavi comes to me like pre-Rona and she's talking and she says, hey, I want to make a children's book. <laughs> and I said, well, then do it. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, what's the problem here? <laughs> I talked to Lawson, I think in May. We were walking in the dark because like I really enjoy what we do. Yeah, night walks. Woo, woo. I don't go alone. Don't worry, people. I, I have an awareness to walk with another human. So we were walking and she said, I wrote it. And I was like, wait, you you wrote it? She said, yeah, I mean, because you had written it before, but you like went back and edited, proof read and yeah. switched some things up. Yes. It was the bones of it were there. But <laughs> the bones. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. The... <laughs> The gist was written, but it was not well written, and it was very short, too, so I added more um, to it and did a lot of work on it, and mm-hmm. then went to her on this night walk and, and did it. Who were who was the team that made up the muscles? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Try to crack jokes sometimes, and they're funny. And it doesn't oh. work. <laughs> you have to figure out okay well how do I actually make this yes which was a daunting task considering mm-hmm. I had never done that before you ha- never published before I had no context for how to publish something I just started researching all the time because mm-hmm. as you mentioned it was 
mid coronavirus. Well, not I don't want to say mid because we're still in it, but it was in the middle of the biggest like part of the shutdown. I feel like when mm-hmm. everyone was just locked away. So I was like, ooh, perfect. I can just sit in my house and research how to publish a book. Yeah. So I read a lot about different publishers and the different ways that you can um, get your book out. I ended up deciding to go with a self-publisher, but then I was like, so um, I need images for this text. You mean kids don't like blank pages (laughs) with words? (laughs) I mean, to each his own, but I'm thinking most kids would love a image to go along with their words. So start thinking about people I know that are artists and I'm like, okay, surely one of these people will want to, you know, will have the desire. ability and yeah. desire to um, create illustrations. So I approach Sydney Smith and um, she was just as, neither of us knew about how does an author and an illustrator partner together? Yeah. And what does that look like? How do you pay someone? Right. Yeah. But as far as the project goes, she read the book and loved it and was eager to jump into the project and mm-hmm. and create the illustrations and make the book come to life so Mm -hmm. the other details we just kind of figured out together as we went and then at some point I was like you know I should probably have this edited you my gal Kristen yeah Um, I told you about my friend McGee McGee no I love McGee (laughs) she's great she's awesome Uh, Sydney and McGee are both great they're wonderful you got it illustrated you got it edited then I'm like okay how do I release this so then I go through the process of figuring out ISBN numbers. The Library of Congress will give you a number to track your book so that it can be put in libraries. I need to make a website. So there are all these details. Um, but Kristen so kindly would be such a um, patient sounding board for all of my, <laughs> okay, now I got to do this. Now I got to do this. What do I do about this? How do I do this? And if she could find someone to answer a question for me or she could look something up for me she would and shout out to mia mia brabham sweet friend mia wrote a book and she answered some questions so thanks mia yes thank you mia and thank you Kristen, for just oh i'm just all the time so overwhelmed with how grateful i am for our friendship in so many ways but once again it has proved so invaluable to me <laughs> in this process same thank you you're welcome thank you i think everything i've ever wanted to do you're also like okay do like it. why are you talking about it hey how's that thing that you told me you're gonna do going are you actually doing it are you what 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 have you done towards it and I'm like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> why magnolia trees i used to climb them a lot as a child there was one that the book is based off of um that was in my grandparents' actual front yard that I used to go climb. It was huge. Because, you know, when you're a child and you think something's big and then you grow up and you're like, oh, it's not that big. But I went back and it, like, it's big. It's a big tree. The trunk, you can tell. <laughs> it's um, large? It's a large, it's a large tree. It's a large magnolia tree. <laughs> a large magnolia tree. So I used to climb it a lot. I loved it. And so anytime I would see other magnolia trees, I would get so excited and try to go climb them. And That's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they were special to me. I always thought their branches were so easy to climb than 
other tree branches because they would like dip low usually oh the other thing too that was so great about um having Kristen through this process is that i didn't tell anyone that i was yeah. writing this book okay. <laughs> it was a complete and utter secret i was like i'm gonna get this book completed and physically in my hand before i tell people i guess part of it was like how exciting that would be and how lots of people will say they're gonna do something and then they don't do it and then people are sitting there like okay where's this project right but also um just for me to know that it's done mm-hmm. and then i can just be excited and give it to people lobby <gasps> trusted me with this i mean i didn't tell my other like best friends or my dad or anyone i didn't tell anyone for the longest time it's just really cool to like see people people's reaction you you wrote a book (laughs) you're an author (laughs) you're a published author the first time someone said that to me i was like oh my gosh i'm a published author yeah what a cool gift yeah socrates um shout out shout out because he was the first one that was like wow i'm in the presence of a of a published author. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would go so far as to say wept, but it was You pretty, didn't weep. You just... You, I did cry, you did, Yeah. It was sweet. We talk about this a lot. Like, there is a beauty in sharing the completed process um, because, like you said, a lot of people do get really excited about, oh, there's this thing that I'm going to do. And I remember watching a TED Talk in high school that said the thing about goals is, like, this may be counterintuitive to what people have been told, but they're like, stop telling everyone your goals because you get this like dopamine burst (laughs) when people get excited about the thing that you say you're going to do but the reality is complete the things too so right i just have always been um very like (laughs) selective in who i share things with because Mm. the infancy of a dream and a goal i think needs to be celebrated but to me it's like more valuable to celebrate the completed state of it right people can disagree but that's where i am well, and I think it also depends on the goal and depends on the circle of people you're going to need to accomplish it. Mm-hmm. Because most, I mean, I didn't do this alone. Right. I had to have you and the, and Sydney and McGee and Kaylee, Kaylee, and who took my pictures. Amazing, amazing job. I think it's like you said, people get excited when you first tell them, but like, I would rather that excitement be geared towards this completed item Mm -hmm. not the beginning idea because then you you get all that excitement out but then you have to go do it to go work and it's hard yeah so i can't imagine if like all these people i had told and they were just like waiting and they were excited for like so long like that pressure where are you with this (laughs) right yeah give me the details (laughs) yes like i just googled how to self-publish a book (laughs) yes yes and then you don't feel i guess for me, I um, I wouldn't feel like I could do things at my own pace. Mm-hmm. And that's another important part of, like, completing a goal. Like, you need to feel, you know, do things as they feel right to do them for you. And I don't know if, you know, others that you bring in on that might not always understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you just quietly work on it and then you're like, hey, it's done. If you don't have a choice, they're just like, oh, here it is. I think someone that's listening might have, like, a differing opinion of... Hey, but if I tell people I'm more accountable, mm, then I would say fine. I mean, I was accountable to 
the fact that I wanted to finish it and show my family. But I was also accountable to the people I had brought in on the project. So again, I think it's about finding your circle. There were other people I would have loved to bring in the circle of, I mean, there were tons of times where I would be on the phone with other friends or thing, you know, wanting to share, wanting to bring them in, but knowing that it would be important to keep it small. And so you can be accountable to those people and just to your dream, getting it done. Where can, where can the listeners buy this? You can buy my book at nellbowling.com. N-E-L-L-B-O-L-I-N-G dot com. Dot com. You will see my book right away and you can click buy today today there is a soft cover and a hard cover option i've i've touched the hard cover it feels good now i'm really proud of you for accomplishing a dream that you you desired but didn't fully see when you were in third grade this may be your first it won't be your last mm, thank you so much you're welcome <laughs> my gal's an author <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I will link to Nell Bowling's <laughs> website and Instagram in the show notes. So check it out. Thank um, you yeah. for letting me share. Anytime, come back. Oh, you're the you're the first person to be on twice. Ah, oh, man, what a gift! Nice <laughs> chatting at you guys. Hope your ears were blessed. You chat at people these days. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a lovely rest of the day. <laughs>